In this bulletin, the 2022 Closing the Gap report reveals mixed progress on closing the gap targets. A censure motion underway in Parliament against former Prime Minister Scott Morrison. And in Spain, stowaways likely to be deported after 11 days in a ship's radar. The 2022 Closing the Gap annual report has revealed signs of mixed progress on the national agreement's targets. It has found that the goals of babies born with a healthy birth, rate, birth weight and the number of children enrolled in preschool are either improving or on track. But incarceration rates, deaths by suicide and children in out-of-home care are all worsening. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Barney says the Closing the Gap architecture can only work when all parties commit to it and there is a co- coordinated effort from all jurisdictions in partnership with the First Nations peoples. It's the first Closing the Gap annual report since the launch of the 2022 implementation plan. The Albanese government says it will not be using public funds for the campaign around Indigenous Voice to Parliament. The, de- the decision means the debate over whether to enshrine an Indigenous advisory body in the Constitution will be held on different terms to the last referendum in 1999, which saw then-Prime Minister John Howard give both yes and no camps public funding of $7.5 million on the, on the condition they were not allowed to fundraise or accept donations. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Barney says the only taxpayer funding for this referendum would be for a neutral information campaign so Australians understand how to vote. Ms Barney has told Parliament she hopes people will recognise an Indigenous voice is necessary. That someone with my history can stand in this place is the most unlikely thing. But not everyone is so lucky. Not everyone can have their voice heard, and that's why we need a voice. Andrew Gee has become the first federal nationals MP to declare he will back the Indigenous voice to Parliament. The West Australian branch of the nationals also says it will support the voice with WA leader Maya Davies saying her government does not align with their federal colleagues. The remainder of the party, however, says they are officially opposed to constitutional recognition of the First Nations. National Indigenous Officer of the Maritime Union of Australia, Thomas Mayer, says that stance is unacceptable. It's out of touch with what uh, most Australian people want and it's certainly out of touch with what Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people want. I mean, they, they've uh, talking about finding um, you know, people that don't understand it, but every Indigenous person certainly wants a, a greater voice in this democracy and they're just way out of touch. The latest developments follow the federal government's confirmation that it will not, fund, it will not use public funding for its voice campaign. Labour has introduced a motion in Parliament to censure former Prime Minister Scott Morrison over his secret ministerial appointments scandal. Leader of the House, Tony Burke, has introduced the motion telling Parliament the government's concern is not that the former PM acted unlawfully, but that he behaved in a way that was far below the expected standard of a parliamentary representative. He says that Mr. Morrison told journalists about what he did for a book, but not the ministers responsible for the portfolios he took over. 
Mr. Park says the government wants to send a message about accountability. This is not some small matter. It goes to the absolute core of the principle of responsible government. The lack of disclosure of the appointments to the public was apt to undermine public confidence in government. Meanwhile, the former Prime Minister has mounted a vigorous defence of his actions during debate on the censure motion this morning. Scott Morrison has told Parliament he never broke the law by being secretly sworn in to additional ministries without telling those responsible for the portfolios and that he remains proud of his achievements in government. The former PM has has apologised for his actions, saying he acknowledges the non-disclosure of arrangements has caused unintentional offence. But he says the censure motion is a stunt brought by a government motivated by partisanship. The government's response to censure and prosecute this motion is to engage in the politics of retribution and nothing less. These are the behaviours of an opposition, Mr Speaker, not a government who understands that grace in victory is a virtue. Industry Minister Ed Husich says the government is determined to address the energy crisis when it meets with state and territory counterparts next week. Mr Husich says the government is looking to the long-term viability of companies who are major energy consumers by introducing legislation today on a $15 billion national reconstruction fund that will build manufacturing capacity. But Mr. Husich also says discussions with state and territorial leaders will play a major role in Labour's shorter-term energy policy goal of reducing energy prices. A lot of the states and territories recognise that uh, this is a big issue, the way in which energy prices are escalating. They do want to work as one uh, on that. There will be a range of different views. I think it's healthy in a democracy that that happen. Uh, We'll work through that. The minister's comments follow reports that the Prime Minister is set to announce a plan to cap the price of wholesale gas. While an announcement is yet to be made, the government is also expected to call for a guaranteed domestic gas supply from gas producers along with an enforcement of a mandatory code of conduct. The minimum age of criminal responsibility has been officially raised in the Northern Territory. The threshold age has now moved from 10 to 12 years old. The Parliament's approval of the legislation makes the Territory the first jurisdiction in Australia to lift the minimum age of criminal responsibility at which a person can be considered criminally responsible for offences. Spanish authorities say three migrants who spent 11 days stowed away in the radar of a ship during its ocean voyage must be returned home. The three men have been treated for dehydration and hypothermia after hiding in the radar of the 183-meter Alitini 2 fuel tanker on its journey from Lagos in Nigeria to the Canary Islands. The migration advisor for the Canary Islands regional government, Gemma Santana, says it's now up to the ship's operator to take care of the stowaways. The legislation in this case indicates that a border procedure will be applied to the people and that the ship owner must be responsible for the return of these people to the point of origin from where the ship left if they do not apply for international protection or if they have any health exception. 
The ship sailing under Maltese flag is owned by Gardenia Ship Trade SA and managed by Athens-based Astra Ship Management, according to the public shipping database Equasis. It has been revealed an English laboratory made mistakes in the testing of COVID samples, leading to the misreporting of tens of thousands of positive coronavirus cases and the possible deaths of 20 people. An investigation by the UK's Health Security Agency has determined the Inmensa lab in central England misreported around 39,000 tests as negative when they should have been marked as positive in September and October last year. The report found the cause of the mistakes was an incorrect setting of the threshold levels for reporting negative and positive results. The agency says the mistakes could have led to as many as 55,000 additional infections in areas where the false negatives were reported as patients continued with their daily lives without isolating. Ukraine's government says they are hopeful of getting through the winter despite experiencing a major deficit in energy production. Russia has been continuously striking Ukraine's energy grid, robbing cities of power and some of water and public transport too. And this has been compounding the hardship of winter for millions. The United States has responded by pledging $53 million to buy power grid equipment, including distribution transformers and circuit breakers. Ukraine's Prime Minister Denis Shmyal now says all the nation's regions have been connected to the power system, with the exception of the Kherson region. We begin winter with 14 billion cubic meters of gas in storage and 1.3 million tons of coal in warehouses. This resource is enough to get through the winter period stable. This applies not only to gas and coal but also to fuel. And to sport, the the Socceroos have wrapped up their final training session ahead of a clash with Denmark tomorrow morning. Coach Graham Arnold has broken with tradition by not announcing his team selection until game day to allow enough time for the players to recover after the last training session. Arnold says he's feeling relaxed and ready. It's not often you get to go to a World Cup and... uh you know, I've been saying this to these boys to enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. We've had, uh, we've gone through over the four and a half years, we've gone through some difficult periods of obviously through the pandemic and we've only played four games out of 20 uh, at home. So, you know, for the boys just to enjoy this ride. But again, it's all about the belief uh, that within the group, it's about the energy in the players. The national team will progress to the knockout stage if they're victorious, but could still make it with a draw if defending champions France defeats Tunisia. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny day, 32, Perth, cloudy clearing, 35, Adelaide, mostly sunny, 24, Melbourne, partly cloudy, 20, Hobart, cloudy, 19, Albury, Wodonga, mostly sunny, 24, Canberra, partly cloudy, 24, Wollongong, cloudy, 21, Sydney, partly cloudy, 23, Newcastle, much the same, 24, Brisbane, showers increasing, 23, Townsville, cloudy, 29, Keynes, showers, 31, Alice Springs, sunny 30, Darwin, possible storm, 35 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands are mostly cloudy day, and the top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.